Good day and welcome to Say to Prayer Nigeria. My name is Sharon Tanko and I'm your host. Um, okay, so before we went on the Christmas break with the whole Christmas holiday and the New Year, we're talking of, we're dealing with a topic, a uh, tough question, why do bad things happen to good people? Um, unfortunately, I was not able to complete the, um, the topic before we went on the break, so I will just use this opportunity to come i really wish i did but i wasn't able to so i just use this opportunity right now to finish it to conclude on that topic um and deal with the last one but before i do that let me just give a quick recap on what we've learned so far um on why do bad things happen to good people well we've established that a good person is one who has accepted christ as his or a personal lord and savior because no man is capable of being good on his own. Um, you can look back to episode 4 for more clarification if you've just um, tuned in. Um, so far, I've listed the four reasons that I'm 100% sure of by virtue of the Holy Spirit why these things happen. Um, the four of them being that, well, one, because the Christian seeks or chooses to live life carnally, that is, um, being subject or ruled by his senses, that is the five senses, or by emotion and worldly thinking, rather than being led by his spirit, uh, that is the spirit. Um, it's kind of like Tarzan, he's human, but he's living like an ape. You know, you can't really expect to get the results of God if you choose to live the other lifestyle. Um, the second reason why bad things happen to good people is uh, because Christian, because a Christian lives in disobedience. Um, the reward for obedience and the reward for disobedience are more or less the same, just on different ends of the spectrum. God, who knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb, has had a plan for you for as long as he has known you. Your existence isn't a chance happening. It's not luck. It's not bad timing. It's not a mistake. I mean, even in the worst of circumstances, it's not a mistake. And I mean that. And I say because I know it's true. There's a job for every single human being made on this planet. There's always a work for you to do for the body of Christ. Whether you accept to do it or you you don't want to, you deny the the work, you, you deny God your absolute obedience. Well, that's on you. It doesn't mean that the work does not exist. It just means that you choose not to do it. As an application of the free will that he gave you, again, it's your choice. Um, you know, he doesn't keep when with the, the 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 work that he has. Like you know, every every human being has his work. God doesn't hide it from you. It's not that he keeps the secret from you. It's not that he doesn't want you to know what it is that he wants you to do. It's just that he doesn't want to overwhelm you with a knowledge. Because he doesn't want it to, to suffocate your faith. He doesn't want it to kill your faith. But he will always direct you to this expected end. And you know it's a good end. Because only good things can come from our father. He's like the, the greatest sweetheart ever. <laughs> but, but when we don't obey him, we suffer. It's not because he wants to punish us for our disobedience. No, God doesn't punish It's just that we choose to suffer rather than to obey him. 
because think about it if he truly sent us and we exist in the in the knowledge that for 100 percent sure we're doing exactly what god instructed us to do god will defend that work he will defend the work he sent us to do because it's his work it's his word get this I'm not trying to I'm I'm not trying to say that automatically bad things will happen to you if you disobey, if you disobey an instruction. God isn't a tyrant. No. Um he'll still try to bless you regardless of regardless of whatever you choose. But but it can't be the same. And the part of you, you know, the part of you that knows the part of the, you that that knows will always know the difference. You will know it. You will feel the dissatisfaction. You will know that your disobedience was distasteful to God. And then in the midst of that conflict between your spirit that is sensitive to the knowledge and your mind that is trying to justify your disobedience, there will be room for Satan to navigate. Because then you feel like you don't deserve that much from God because you refuse to obey him after all. Meanwhile, if God operated based on who deserves it, then there'd be like zero chance for any human being at all. Now, again, I, I, I really must say, I'm not encouraging disobedience. Even though it's not really a criteria for God's blessing, I'm not encouraging it. Especially because I don't know if it's even possible to ex- escape that um, conflict between the mind and the spirit where there is a knowledge that you're actively working contrary to the will of God. And, and and literally, that is all the leverage that the devil needs. Um, it's, it's not just that, but, but we also know that if it is contrary to God's desire, then it's because it's not good. It is bad for you. For you. It doesn't mean that it has to be bad for everyone, but you're the one that God gave the instructions to. It's best to remember. That it doesn't matter how far you go in whatever place you find yourself if at the end of your life you rejected the instruction that he gave you because then that would mean that your entire life was more or less wasted like someone gave you the smoothest sharpest kitchen knife and 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 then you decide to leave it in the cupboard upstairs for like 20 years that's a waste isn't it well moving on um, so the last episode, well, the episode before the last episode, um, for the last episode, um, we spoke on pig-headedness, that is, um, ignoring the warnings from the Holy Ghost. Um, God is always speaking to you. I said that, that, that time, God is always speaking to you. Even from before you were saved, he did that. He's the God that never changes. So if he was talking to you then then he is talking to you now. He won't see a bad thing heading straight to you and do nothing about it. He won't keep silent when one of his own is in danger, especially then. Now, I gave testimonies personal to me that you would that would help you understand better what I meant. And I've had a lot of warnings. Some of them I listened to. Others I didn't listen to. And and I know the results that I got. Now, this is different from obedience. In the sense that in obedience, I'm referring to the plan. The plan that God has for your life. 
your outreach your job your purpose in the body of christ um how you how you to spread his word how you maintain his word how you keep his word but ignoring the warning on the other hand is more immediate it's 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 in the moment it's preventing sudden and imminent harm um lot for example the instruction was to leave Sodom and Gomorrah. The warning was not to look back. Well, we all know what happened. Well, now, now, we're going to enter into the fourth one. I've talked on the first three, which were uh, the carnal Christian, and disobedience, and then ignoring the warning. The fourth one, because we ask for it. That's the one that I'm going to get into immediately. Let us pray. Dear Father, I thank you. I thank you for the privilege that you have given me to share your wisdom with me so that I can share it with your children. Lord, use my mouth as your instrument. Open my mind to hear from you clearly. Let me hear from you clearly today. Let my spirit understand what you reveal to me even as I speak. Lord, take over this program. Lord, let me be able to see you. Let all be able to see you so that we may hear you. And I will may know your good works. Amen. So, bad things happen to good people because they ask for it. Now, this may seem far-fetched, but it's not untrue. You know, sometimes people ask for it so that they can receive sympathy or pity or so that others don't ask or expect anything from them or, or so that they can feel, I don't know, um among that's the word among you tend to call poverty sickness disease heartache fights wars beef all manner of evils just for fun sometimes you say it as if it's a joke not realizing that you have entangled your entire life you have tied yourself you bound yourself with the words that you spoke you just say it like you're catching form for example, some people say, hey, hey, you have killed me. Not me. You know? And then one day something random happens and they die. And you say, ah, God is wicked. Oh, my show. But you did it because you spoke it. You kept on saying, hey, I'm dead. Hey, otiku, hayemi, temi, bami. All of this is not referring to me, oh, please. But you call it to yourselves and it's like joke, you know. You say it because everybody else is saying it. But then when you get the results that everybody else is getting, you can't blame God for it because you spoke the words and you tied your future with it. Let me give some closer examples. You don't want to go to the office. So you call your boss and you say you are sick. You overplay a headache. Oh, or how you wish you had a really juicy story to tell your girlfriends about your mother-in-law that is the devil. Hmm. She is also a devil. Okay. Let me use myself as an example. So that maybe you can take something out of my experiences. I started having asthma attacks when I was seven. At least that was the, that's the earliest that I can remember. Every time I had the attack, they'd have to rush me to the hospital and, and make me use this uh, nebulizer inhaler. I remember I used to hate it because it used to make me feel so very weak and shaky. Just uncomfortable but then you know over time i got used to it and the side effects and it's not that i became addicted 
but I kind of expected it so it stopped irritating me as much you know except for the fact that I couldn't hold the pen that was annoying uh, you know having shaky fingers after I used the inhaler and the nebulizer especially when I was in school and I had the attack in school and they had to rush the inhaler the nebulizer to me and I had to use it then because I'd be so useless I can't write I can't sit straight my whole body just be shaking it's very irritating feeling so you know because of that I, I used to hide the fact that I was having an attack in school you know I think at least that was until somebody had the goal to scare me by telling me that I could die from an asthma attack <laughs> it freaked me out so I started snitching on myself you know it, it made me weak I feel like crying I'd have some I'd to, to beg somebody to write for me very annoying but there were some perks to it I mean I didn't have to do exercises uh, that means I sat out of most of the PE classes no sweeping no dusting no cooking no washing dishes at, at least not <laughs> no too much washing dishes but then I couldn't play I couldn't run around I couldn't have fun always always I just be sitting and staring so when I was 13 in SS1 I prayed and I said let this cup pass over me I, I used um, what, what mark 1123 if you say to this mountain be that removed and be cast into the sea and not doubt then it shall be moved and it shall be cast into the sea you know you know if you don't doubt you believe what you say it shall be moved shall be cast into the sea okay I didn't know where I got the courage not to doubt from but somehow I believed that God didn't want me to suffer so I clung to that as I prayed and he healed me over time it became obvious that he had healed me and I wasn't suffering the attacks anymore but then suddenly much more was expected from me I wasn't asthma girl anymore and a part of me missed it because I didn't know how to be anybody other than asthma girl you know always at the edge of something you know always on the the inside looking out or the outside looking in whatever you want to call it I didn't know how to be any other person except for that so a pattern evolved whenever I missed it it came back sometimes I fake it then it will come back sometimes it will come back weak other times it will come back strong but because I missed it I missed the acknowledgement that went with it that that privilege of being overlooked that that came with it I, I I'd call it back to myself sometimes it was to call attention to myself other times it was to dodge attention but it came back and I have to use my faith to get rid of it again then one day things just changed this time this time that it hit me it hit me the way I'd never been hit by it before it started in the middle of the night I could barely breathe my inhaler was empty all the shops were closed there was there was no light so the room was even stuffy I had opened the doors I said to hell with mosquitoes I opened the doors I opened the windows I could not feel I could barely feel any breeze now I couldn't afford to cry because I was already gasping for breath I couldn't fall asleep because <laughs> no relief so I just sat down there on my bed I was gasping till about 8 a.m. in the morning you know God kept me alive I didn't even really notice that but I was just there on that bed till 8 a.m. where I knew for sure that the shop would be open so I knocked on my parents' door to ask for money to buy an inhaler. They asked me to call one of my brothers. 
so that they could go for me because you know <laughs> after like 10 minutes of waiting because i know how my brothers are i just went back again and and i collected the atm cuts <laughs> surprise they didn't have any cash on them either so i went out the walk to the bank on an average was like 10 to 12 minutes it took me about 20 minutes to get there probably more because i couldn't rush i was gasping I was trying not to exert myself by moving too fast. I was trying not to agitate myself as well. I couldn't stop the tears because I kept thinking, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. God, don't let me pass out. Because, you know, if I faint, who, I won't be able to breathe. Who would help me? Would they know what to do? So I just kept on praying. God, please don't let me, don't let me pass out. Just please let me make it. Let me make it. You know, <laughs> when I eventually got the inhaler, I puffed like half of it <laughs> until I couldn't see straight. <laughs> I knew what I had done though. I had called it so many times. You know, my mom would call it a familiar spirit. I had called it so many times. I gave it so much space to operate that, that it thing very nearly killed me. No, as I as I sat there in that pharmacy trying to get myself, I spoke to the asthma. I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I know I said something like like this is the last time you will ever enter this body again. I will never, ever grant your access to me again you know i was done you know that particular inhaler i had it for for years in my bag i never used it again and i never will use it again why because i'll never call that thing to me again it's not it really wasn't worth it i remember that feeling and i know that i never want to ever have that kind of feeling again it's not worth it there's nothing that can make it worth it Another example that I can use, uh, which is probably more relatable to women, but still understandable by all, um, menstrual cramps. <laughs> you know, I used to get them so bad that there was a special kneeling position. I'm sure most women are familiar with it. There's a special kneeling position that I'd have to take for a few minutes of relief. You know, but then the pain would adjust to the position, then I'd have to you know rearrange myself again it just is a process you know i used to describe it like a, a maybe a yoruba wedding because you have the introduction you know it's a dull pain just a few days before the engagement that's like the pre-period and then the day before the main event you know oh, I band is just bashing away you know everything's bubbling the pain is intense it's real you can your whole my legs used to shake sometimes i feel like as if i couldn't stand <laughs> it was crazy you know but it always lasted always 24 hours it never exceeded 24 hours 12 on the start it to start uh, 12 on the dot it will start 12 on the dot it to stop sometimes it would start by six and stop at six but it was always 24 hours it never ever passed 24 hours i liked it a, a, a part of me liked it. Why? Because I knew a bunch of women that had awful stories about cramps and, and uh, it felt nice. God help me, but it felt nice to be thrown, uh, to be able to throw in a story or two. You know, like that, um, um, what was this band? AJR. That AJR song, um, A Hundred Bad Days Makes A Hundred Bad Stories. A Hundred Bad Stories Makes Me Interesting At Parties. You know, I could laugh with them because I got it. I had something in common with them. You know, 
over the course of years though it got worse and worse the pain grew the pain the pain grew sharper it really did it, it never passed 24 hours but it was always so very painful I couldn't move too much and I couldn't move enough I was usually very very you know fortunate I was very fortunate that most of my first days were on days when I didn't really have much to do most of it not all of it but as much as I hated the pain I liked it I secretly desired it because it made me feel among yes you know maybe I have a few issues but at the, it made me feel among but you see 2019 you know as bad as that year was for some people was one of the best years because God opened my eyes with like holy vengeance. <laughs> he asked me, why are you doing this to yourself? But I didn't really get it. At that time, I didn't get it. Then, then, then my pastor preached um, on this topic um, in the beginning. And how the Christian man is supposed to live and exist now as God had ordained it from the very beginning. That was when it hit me. In fact, that was when a lot of things hit me. Like, 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 for example, God did not put me in an environment that I could not control. Therefore, he did not put me in a body that I could not control. And if I have absolute control over my body, then I'm the one that it tastes to it and not the other way around. So that's what I did. But before I did that, I had to get rid of the desire to feel among in this respect. I had to let go of that because if I didn't, then it would not leave. And I can prove it because yes, I truly did let go, and 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 I had not had cramps since 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 then, you know, until I specifically called it to me uh, in December. That is this December that just passed. I knew what I was doing when I called it to myself, but I did it anyways, and it came, and it was horrible. It came because I never took the words I said back. You know, I was curious. But I know as sure as done that it's not going to come back again. Because I proved my point. So now I'm done. I'm, I'm not calling anything back to me again. I don't want cramps. I will never want cramps. I don't accept it. God did not design me for cramps. If he did, then they would not be called cramps. They would just be normal things. He didn't design it for me. I don't want. Sometimes you want to feel pity. So you call forth an illness, or you desire it. Sometimes the illness you never called says because there's a, there's a part of you that likes that it is there for whatever reason. You just like that it's there, and you don't want to let go of it. But you're wrong because you can't have it on your terms. Satan's three reasons for existing: to steal, to kill, to destroy. Open nothing more so if that illness that bad thing that you secretly desire but you will never want to admit to others comes to you it's not because it wants to do your bidding or to make you a little under the weather no no it's coming to do its own bidding and that's to destroy you you can play with it now and chase it away play with it now and chase it away until the day you lose control and it goes straight for your truth. 
So if there's something bad that has happened to you or that is happening to you or constantly happens to you, I'm pleading with you to search your heart sincerely. It's just between you and God. It doesn't have to involve any other person. Don't have to tell a soul about it. Just find out if this thing that is happening is happening because there's a small part of you, however small, there is a part of you that wants it, that likes the effects or the results that it gets. Just an honest search within yourself. That may just be it. And if you find the reason for the convenient bad thing, God can help you if you ask him to. You know, he can change your mindset. At least in that regard, so that with the power he has made available to you, you can get rid of it. But you have to find the source first. Because when Jesus cursed the fig tree, that was in Matthew 21, 19. The tree dried from the root out. Why? Because the root was the source of its life. That was how it was able to be sustained. Man's misery sometimes is sustained by his secret or misguided desire to be miserable. God doesn't want miserable followers, talk less of miserable children. What true joy is to be found there? Once you're living here on earth as you would in heaven, you know, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, how do you want to say you exist in any of the, at least the last two if you're miserable? Where's your peace? Where's your joy? I'll bring it to a close here. And I hope that you can find some private time just to search your heart between you and God and let God conform and rearrange your thoughts. You really don't need Satan's help because that thing, it only thinks of itself. God's only thought is of you. Let's just, let's say a little prayer before we part our ways this week. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for the gift of life that you've given me. I thank you for the air I breathe, the love you show me. Father, help me to search my heart. Help me to see that evil brings no glory for you, that it can never fulfill your desires, especially not for me. Help me to grow more confident in you. Help me to learn, to confide in you, to take my fears, my shame, my pain, my grief and my secrets to you so that you can show me what you see so that I can see what you see let your thoughts be mine sweet father God in Jesus name I pray amen so thank you so much for tuning in today I hope to catch you here again next week uh, Tuesday but until then rejoice and stay blessed My name is Sharon Tanko and I hope you were blessed by this sermon and that it opened your heart to new knowledge from our Father. 
For those of you who haven't taken that vital step in accepting Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, but would like to do so now, please say this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I know that you went to the cross and died for me. I know that on the third day you rose. I know you did this because you love me. You showed me a deeper love. A love that goes beyond dying and into overcoming death. And now, knowing this, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Come into my life today, sweet Lord, so that I may be one with the Father. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your forgiveness. And I thank you for this with Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you just said that prayer with me, thank you and welcome to the kingdom of God. My brother, my sister, God will have his way with you. Now, if you would like to reach out to me, feel free to do so at Say a Little Prayer Nigeria. That is Say a Little Prayer NG, both on Instagram and on Facebook. I would love to share and pray with you. If you want to learn more beyond the podcast, you can visit my pastor, Reverend Delison Tanto, both on Facebook and on YouTube. His, his preaching is easy to follow and it's easier still to grasp and have a deeper, more precise understanding of our Heavenly Father. If this podcast has inspired you and you feel the need to sow a seed into it, you can give an offering at 140 that is 0140-323659, Guaranteed Trust Bank. Or you can give at 151-1321-721. That is 151-1321-721 at Access Bank. God bless you as you give. God bless you as you give. Now, don't forget to say a little prayer for you and your loved ones. Thank you and stay blessed.